Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? What up? (laughs) (laughs) I like to surprise you every now and then with my intros. Dude, it works. It works every single time. Uh, Right, let's dive into the main show here because we're talking about Bad Bunny and my lack of pop culture knowledge. Here is the show. Queen of British snacks, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Oh, I am definitely the queen of British snacks. And here's the funny part. You have no idea what is in store for you and some key words that you just said. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, you said oh. something that's very key to this video. And I cannot wow. tell you. Like what? Oh, I mean, yeah. And but I almost I, feel I, like you're inside my brain, though. I was going to say this isn't a bit either. Like we didn't like rehearse no. this or anything because I've not seen the video yet. No, because um, only the, I've vid- seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> no one has like, seen it. It'll actually go up before this podcast goes up because, like, yeah. we're recording this about seven hours before it goes out, which I think is about mm-hmm. sort of like three o'clock. And this podcast goes out at five p.m. like our time, so I'll have already seen the video by the time that this podcast goes out. So 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is, I think, 4 p.m. UK time, right? It's 3. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Okay, so my video is going up way before this video. So by the time you guys are all watching this video, you would have all gotten that reference that Luke just did and just like everything (laughs) else. I'm so excited about it. You have no idea. Oh, there's one thing that you should know. So this is not about the video, but I kept a personal stash in my room of things that I didn't (laughs) want to share with my fiance or my grandparents. I was like, here, that's just one little tiny piece for you. (laughs) 
And there's just this, there's just like a whole thing. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's pretty exciting. Okay. Oh man, I'm so excited for it. But right, okay, let's get into uh, the key things here. Actually, a bit of admin first, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, as you'll notice in this little banner below, this show is moving to the WrestleTalk podcast channel. We are um, trying to make our content more accessible for the WrestleTalk audience. What we found is that there are some people who just watch the news, there are some people who just watch the podcast, there are some people who just watch the lists. And because we load all three of those to the same channel, that means the audience doesn't get served the videos that they actually want. So we're moving the content to their own little homes. That includes the WrestleTalk podcast, which is my little baby i've been doing this for five years now moving this to the rest talk podcast channel uh this is here for another two weeks so this is our penultimate episode on the main wrestle talk channel before we move over to wrestle talk podcast so do go over there subscribe there's a link for it in the video description down below go and give that a subscribe and we'll see you there in a couple of weeks full time after elimination chamber but after elimination chamber also comes wrestlemania and so bad bunny debuted with wwe at the royal rumble um it's kind of like a really big get for wwe because you know he's this huge huge star and he's a massive wrestling fan he had a song about booker t so they're like well we'll get booker t out there and we'll get him to do the song and then he started to do a little skit with miz and morrison during the rumble match and ever since then has been on raw every single week like he's been on Raw out there with Damian Priest. They've got this new friendship, this new bond, and they are leading to a match. Dave Meltzer was the first person to report that there's going to be a tag match at WrestleMania of Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. So uh, you've talked about this with Sean on the Fightful Raw post show. But what are your feelings on uh, Bad Bunny in WWE? I love it. So first of all, I didn't know much about Bad Bunny prior to this, but I did end up listening to his music after a while. It's like I have to get familiar with who I'm talking about, especially if he's going to be somebody that's going to be appearing on television. I feel like I at least have to know a little bit of his music. So I did go on and I have to say that I was completely shocked at some of the numbers that his music gets and I kind of already knew that going into it because I was researching stats about him and just kind of seeing like cool little fun facts of how who he is and where he places in the grand scope of like the different artists that I like because I'm a everybody knows I'm a big Taylor Swift fan but I also love Billie Eilish and those two those two have really big fan audiences and the fact that like he beat them out in 2020 for for most numbers even beating out BTS to this day completely trips me out like it it's mind blowing to me well anyway so bad buddy he is doing such good stuff I think for WWE because he is bringing in a lot of new eyes and I know this because I know that Fightful Select reported the numbers of the merchandise in which he's doing like all of these big sales and I'm thinking what on earth like that is pretty cool so money wise it's going it's looking pretty good for them in terms of merch Eyes wise, I think it is because based on like the social media numbers that I've been seeing, whether it's on his page or even on like WWE's PR pages and like all of that different stuff, you always see that the Bad Bunny stuff is getting more views than what they normally post. And so it kind of makes you think, hey, there's people out, there's obviously people out there that are, you know, fans and they want to tune in and they want to find out what's going on. And, you know, it's kind of surprising to me, Luke, that they haven't always been completely promoting the Bad Bunny thing. I didn't expect to see him on Raw this past Monday, but he's coming out each and like, he's coming out. He's doing a lot. He isn't just doing like a cameo here and there. So it's almost like he's coming with this respect for what he's doing. Like you can really tell he actually cares about what he's doing in this collaboration with WWE. 
yeah, he looks like he's really enjoying himself uh, out there. And he's like really like getting involved. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed the spot that he had. Was it on this week's Raw with the, the Money in the Bank thing where he slides the Money in the Bank briefcase in to make John Morrison get in the ring so that Ms. Morrison didn't get ejected from ringside during the Angel Garza match. I was like, that's actually quite a smart baby face move. Like that was actually, it, it was really nice to see. And I, I, I quite enjoyed that. The, the eyeballs thing that you mentioned is interesting about Bad Bunny is that like, while it's probably not translating into TV viewer figures because Raw is doing basically the same as what it was yeah. doing like before that he debuted and we're in the road to wrestlemania so views are going to be sort of slowly increasing you look at like the youtube numbers and as you say like social media stats and everything which is kind of like you know it's what wwe are saying it's the what the, the non-linear eyeballs or like the, the digital whatever it was that nick Khan was talking yeah, about and I, think even, I think triple h reiterated that in his press conference today before NXT takeover. And he also mentioned the linear eyeballs. And I was like, okay, I get it to a certain extent because I know, for example, my fiance's nephew who watches wrestling, he doesn't watch on cable, even though we have, they have cable, he watches it and keeps up via YouTube. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's, that, that's, that's exactly it. So yeah. There's people out there doing that. Yeah, so I, I like this this new WWE line of the linear eyeballs thing. I really like it. But it's the um yeah. So you look at like the YouTube numbers for Raw and Bad Bunny is in probably the top three of things. I would say like if it's a Bliss Randy Orton thing, that's always going to be number one. And then and then it's usually a fight for number two between anything with Drew and Bad Bunny, basically. And there are times when Bad Bunny is beating out Drew, but the only times the the like that everyone gets beaten out by randy and bliss which is why like i think wb are kind of like pushing it forwards you know and making it sort of their main event thing so bad bunny is having a pretty positive impact for wb as you mentioned there the merchandise sales that's crazy numbers like he's outselling wrestlers in terms of merchandise so people are really really into this and i know that there are you know the, when bad bunny was first announced there were people who did the whole who i don't know who this person is but what it's shown is that there are a lot of people who know the, who this is um I, I don't know if you actually heard this uh, on the raw review i did last week with ollie i saw your tweet you put out about how you know he's had more plays than like he was the most like streamed artist on spotify and things like that and i'm like well cool Denise is someone who knows things about music. So I'm going to use Denise's knowledge and I'm going to impart some of that wisdom onto the WrestleTalk audience to say that this is why Bad Bunny is a good thing. And I said that he was a bigger stream, as big as streaming artist than GTS. <laughs> and then after a while, <laughs> it's of BTS shut and then, up. And then Ollie was like, Do you mean BTS? And I was like, I think I might do. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of the go to sleep. Luke, you are about to get ripped apart by the army. BTS Dude. has the biggest fan base out there. That's why the fact that he they beat that bad bunny beat out BTS. I, I cannot put into words how big the BTS army is. So, like, if you would have had any of those people on your stream, they would have been like, wow, you know, going crazy. Like, how dare you disrespect us? I'm 35. Like, I'm, I'm a 35-year-old millennial. Like, if I get it wrong, like, I think I've got a pass on that one. I'm a bolding 35-year-old millennial. I have not listened to any K-pop, I'm afraid. I've also not listened to any Bad Bunny. Like, I keep meaning to, but then I'm like, Foo Fighters have just dropped a new album. And because I'm a 35-year-old millennial, I'm just like, I've got to need to listen to the new Foo Fighters album. I like how you bring out Foo Fighters. Like, yeah, everybody knows and likes Foo Fighters, but Foo Fighters is not, like, hip and trendy anymore. Like, maybe hip and trendy <laughs> in a different world, but not in, like, the main... I don't even know how to say it. Not in, like, the... No, I completely... The mainstream. I completely get what you mean, yeah. Thank you. 
I was watching an interview with Dave Grohl on BBC News uh, the other morning where he was like, it's the 25th anniversary of the Foo Fighters. And I was like, oh, good crikey, that makes me feel very old because like I was like standing outside the, the barriers, like trying to hear the Foo Fighters first performance at Reading Festival in 1995, like trying to hear like through the thing because I was too, I was too young to go in, but I wanted to hear what the Foo's were doing. That made me feel very, very old. Anyway. So I know okay. nothing about music. Stop for a second. You need to listen to K-pop, all right? I'm not a big fan of BTS. I've listened to their stuff, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not my my thing, right? But I listen to their stuff and I watch the music video because I love the way that they dance. But I love, and I love, so you should listen to this group and it is Blackpink. I love Blackpink. I'm a blink, all right? Their stuff is really good. <laughs> You need to check it out. I will. I will send you a song. It, it, it's, Please it's do. pretty fantastic, actually. I love Blackpink. Please do. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all in for it. I'm. I'm open to new things. I'm open to giving things a try. Um, from what I've heard of Bad Bunny, because you know, I heard the Royal Rumble thing. It's not my cup of tea. Surrounds. It's not really my. It's not really my sort of thing. But having you said know what that, Zumba music I totally is? get it. Zumba music. Well, like it's in like the exercise. Yeah. Yeah, you know Zumba, like you listen to like yeah. all this like heavy, fast-paced, yeah. like Latin music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of what it reminded me of when I listened to Bad. Now, granted, I didn't listen to every single living, breathing song of his, but the ones that I did listen to, they sounded like something that I would listen to while like I was working out, doing some Zumba. Mm -hmm. And I loved Zumba back before the pre-COVID days, so I know that that's something that I would jam out to. <laughs> But anyway, so Bad Bunny is, is reportedly going to have a match of Mania. And this comes from Sports Keeda. It says, I'm hearing that Bad Bunny is already at or going soon uh, to be at the PC in Orlando with Bow Wow expected to be there as well. Bow Wow is wrapping up an album. While this is great news for social media, word has it that talent are actually not impressed by the move. Talent is concerned that time and effort will go into the rap stars, which leaves less effort being given to the actual wrestling product. So this, the Bow Wow side of things, he like, out of, seemingly out of nowhere, just but said like, I think I'm going to be a wrestler. I think I'm going to win the tag titles with Rey Mysterio. And uh, according to this report, WWE have got some interest in this. And Nick Khan himself did say he's like WWE's, uh, one of their top, top brass people. He told Forbes in a recent interview that, yeah, they're going to be working with Bad Bunny and they would want to work with Cardi B because Cardi B, you know, put out those legends during, uh, sorry, those tweets during Legends Night. And he noted in that interview that, music stars at the moment aren't touring because no one can tour so this is actually the perfect time to be bringing in people like bad bunny bow wow and cardi b because wrestlemania is going to have fans in there it's going to be wwe's first show with like a, a large crowd so they want to do something big and want to do something spectacular for it so i i i suppose the question i want to ask you is that do you agree with the uh, this reported not heat on Bad Bunny, but this reported idea that wrestlers are like they 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 might be taking a spot from me? I think there's different levels to this. All right, I'm not a fan of Bow Wow, or I'll tell you that much right now. I'm not. I have zero interest in seeing Bow Wow. I zero interest. Okay, just, and maybe I'm just going to ask a quick question. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's Lil Bow Wow, right? I don't know. It's just Bow Wow, but I'm on his page right now. So I wasn't ignoring you. I was actually pulling up his Twitter page. So, okay. I'm not a fan of Bow Wow. I'll start off by saying, okay, because I have a lot to say about this. I don't even know where to go from here. So from the big scope of things, Bow Wow is nowhere near the level of Bad Bunny. All right. Bad Bunny's mm -hmm. up here. Bow Wow to me is like down here. So when I say that, you know, having Bad Bunny appear is good, right? 
Now having mm-hmm. Bow Wow up here, all right, it might be okay, but I don't necessarily think that he's going to have as big of an impact as Bad Bunny. So in terms of like them taking too much stuff up, I'm like, if the person is worth it and they're really going to generate some sort of attention or revenue, then for sure. Personally, I'm not a fan of Bow Wow, and I feel like he's trying really, really hard in order to get on their radar. Because if you even notice, he even switched like the the picture. He even put the WWE <laughs> logo on there. And okay, I may be being super mean to Bow Wow right now, but the only reason why is because so a couple weeks ago, I saw on one of those like pop culture websites that I follow that he had a full blown concert. Okay, during COVID. Now, I don't know the details of it, but it was out there. And I saw the clip, the video clip, and there was people without masks partying it up. And I was like, oh, no, Bow Wow went on my list of people that I no longer have interest. Well, I never had interest, really. So it's Bow Wow, it's Smash Mouth, and it's it's fuzzy. (laughs) But no, every but he has been giving them good. I will say this much. He has been giving them like a lot of publicity in terms of like, okay, him changing his default, putting the WWE logo. He has three million Twitter followers and then he's been getting like a lot of like people have been t- popped us put nine rappers who could be wwe superstars articles double xl magazine put bow wow wants to join the wwe after releasing his ass album so like there he's retweeting like everything that is wwe related so in that sense it's doing well but he's continuing to like promote the company and whatnot now am i a fan of it no <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be those like, people now those ones that were like pissed about bad buddy but there's levels i think there's there's levels to celebrities and the celebrities up here then by all means give them attention but if the celebrity's not to that level then it's like yeah and i i kind of get sort of both sides of the argument really like i kind of look at, i i kind of go back to do you remember when when the rock came in for mania and CM Punk was like pretty pissed about it because he was like, and and it wasn't just Punk that was sort of you know quite vocally pissed about it. There were a lot of people who were reportedly quite upset about Rock coming in and taking the main event spots. But like, I mean, Meltzer always used to make the argument was like, but this is a good thing because Rock coming in means that there's going to be a bigger buy rate, which means that everyone gets a bigger payout. Like, there's a bigger picture thing at the end of this, which is that the product gets uh, hotter. There's more eyes on the product. There's more eyes that can potentially see you, and also you get a lot of money at the end of the day. So I get it from that respect but i also do get the argument of that like it's it's wrestlemania you want to have your match you want to have your storyline you want to have your big moments and if it's going to be bad bunny and it's going to be bow wow and it's going to be cardi b all of a sudden you're like i mean if you're one of those lower mid card guys if you're like an angel gaza your chances of getting on wrestlemania just diminish and diminish and diminish and diminish away because there are bigger stars being put over you so i i totally get it from that side of thing as well i'm not saying that i think the angel gaza is one of the people that's upset i'm just yeah. using him as an example so I, I totally get it from both aspects of the of the argument of the sort of the side of the fence. And I think from this, maybe like this year's WrestleMania won't be too bad because it's two nights. So like there's plenty of chances. I, I said on the Raw Review, there's going to be like 30 matches at Mania this year over across the two nights. So there's every chance that people are going to get their spot. But I think if it's like, because it's three celebrities, that's when you start to feel like, uh-oh, this now feels like it's more of a celebrity thing. Kind of like the first WrestleMania. This is more of a celebrity thing than it is now a wrestling thing. I just feel, I mean, I don't know what the situation is, but I do see, I see pros in this, you know? I see 
I see pros and having people like Bad Bunny there. I see pros and having people like Cardi B there because she is a big star. And I like Cardi B. She's very funny, actually. But uh, no, she's a big wow. star, too. So having her like, yeah. you know, there would be a big deal as well. And yeah, it does suck like the people that might not make it on. But then you think about it. It's kind of like how many matches the, the shows are so long, right? When they would do the the one day, you'd have like one, like an eight hour show, I think. And there would be so many people that you're like, oh, we could have done without this match. We could have done without this person didn't have to be thrown into this. Oh, people were complaining about how there was too many matches and things that people didn't care about. So in turn, you kind of take that out and you incorporate the celebrity aspect to me. It's kind of good because people didn't want to see, were complaining about that stuff in the past and now instead they're getting a celebrity thing that could be used for getting mainstream attention so it's kind of like swapping those things out and obviously the format's different now because it's two nights but that's just i'm trying to see like the bright side of it yeah, totally and like as i said like i think there's gonna be a lot of matches on mania this year and like you go back and you look at last year's wrestlemania which was also across two nights and i would wager that most people have forgotten half the matches that happened on those like does anyone remember bobby lashley versus alistair black like does anyone no. remember that that match happened does anyone no. remember baron corbin and elias having a 15 minute snore fest like one of the worst matches of the year so if if i've got an option of do you want baron corbin versus elias or do you want cardi b doing a performance that you can just sort of like tune out for a little bit and just chat with mates i'm gonna pick the other one i'm gonna pick cardi b because i'd much rather that than watch a 15 minute boring match between two wrestlers i've got zero interest in that you can watch so, on raw or you already watched on yeah, raw fifty thousand times <laughs> I've seen it on Raw Thousand. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I I totally get, and it's variety as well. Variety is the spice of life. So I think this could be a good thing for WWE. I'm also going to look at this from a glass half full perspective. I think this could be, and, and as I said, this is the first WrestleMania with fans that we've had in you know a year or whatever it is now. It's going to be the Raymond James Stadium. It, they look into like the Super Bowl looked like it was packed out. I know there was like you know cardboard fans uh, alongside it, but it still looked packed out. It still had a bit of like it had atmosphere to it. So WWE are going to want to go like come out of this out the gate with a bang. Like this is our first show back, and we're excited to put on this first show back. So yeah, I I think they're going to want to pull out all the stops for that, and I'm, I I totally think that's the right move. I do hope though that now that other celebrities may be seeing how the relationships with certain celebrities and WB is working. I really hope that we do get some like really good A-lister celebrities down the line, some good performers, because there were some people that I was just like overseeing or I didn't even know who they were. And I'm thinking like, there are so many other famous singers you could be getting. So I would like to see, you know, I hope that more people start coming out and start seeing like, oh, Cardi B's doing WWE. Well, maybe I should do WWE. WWE like we'll see I think that could be cool I yeah I totally agree uh right on to the AEW NXT reviews uh both shows basically took a hit because of the the impeachments uh coverage for uh former president Donald Trump so that really had an impact on both shows AEW dropped about 100,000 viewers to 741 100,000 on TNT 12.2% down from the previous week NXT, 558,000 views on the USA Network, which is down 8.5% from last week. The combined Wednesday night audience of 1.299 million viewers was the lowest since May of last year. So like, I think that that fact there probably shows you just how much of an impact the news coverage had on both Dynamite and NXT, which is a shame because both shows were very, very good. 
They were NXT incorporated a lot of different stuff into their show this yesterday. So I'm actually I liked all of the matches that they had. I my favorite segments were obviously everybody was talking about the Cameron Grimes thing because it was really funny. I liked the whole Johnny Gargano William Regal exchange. I liked all the matches that most of the matches that they had. And with AEW, I loved, loved, loved the main event. I love the Matt Hardy Hangman Page storyline. I love where that's going. I actually loved everything that they did with Sammy leaving the inner circle. I thought that was really good. So there was a lot of newsworthy things to talk about. Oh, and then the whole thing with Darby, you know, getting dragged out, you know, in a body bag. That was pretty cool, too. So I thought that both shows, uh, they really put their best foot forward, I would say. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, it's Luke Owen here from the WrestleTalk podcast, just letting you know that the video versions of the WrestleTalk podcast is now on a new and exclusive home. If you've been watching the WrestleTalk podcast video version uh, for the last four years, you'll have known it was on WrestleTalk, but because of YouTube algorithms and uploads and blah blah views etc etc we've been instructed by some very very smart intelligent algorithm boffins that 
our uploads are kind of like they're butchering some of the plays. So what we've done is we've now moved the Wrestle Talk podcast off of Wrestle Talk and are putting it on an exclusive YouTube home Wrestle Talk podcast. Nothing else is changing. You're still going to get your pay-per-view reviews, Raw, AEW, SmackDown, the magazine show with myself and Denise. If you do watch the video version of these podcasts, by the time Elimination Chamber rolls around, it will only be available to find on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. Don't go to WrestleTalk, you'll only find the WrestleTalk news there. WrestleTalk podcast channel. But if you just search WrestleTalk podcast, you should still be able to find it. That's all from me. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the show. Right, let's get into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you've got a question for the mailbag, if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome Ledgehammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Leave a comment in the community tab and we will answer them on this show. Label it mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. Bad at my job. Uh, right, let's kick things off with MK3 who asks, is Cody bad for AEW putting himself over constantly? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. No, I think that Cody has been doing a pretty good job at the especially the matches that he's been working in. He tends to work a lot with a lot of the younger guys. So I think that I, I think he's actually been doing a pretty good job at that. And obviously he's gonna be getting over, but I don't see an issue in that because he did make the TNT the TNT championship, you know, start gave it more value, you know, from the start. So I and I've liked all of the feuds that he's been in. So I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't say that. No, I, I mean I would completely disagree with that statement. Like, and I think it's unfortunate as well because MK3 left that question obviously before this week's Dynamite, where this week's Dynamite was Cody in a tag match, where the whole purpose of that tag match was to put over the, the younger Lee Johnson. Even though it was so, a like, terrible I match. <laughs> You are, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think it's unfortunate timing on that one. But I think like, I look at the the feud he had with Derby. Like, the when he had that first match with Derby at whether it was Fight of Fest or the Fight for the Fallen, where they had the time limit draw. Like that match there was designed a to put Derby on the map and be like, Derby is a guy we're going to put a lot of stock into. And that match there essentially spun into a 18-month-long feud where the payoff to that was Darby beating Cody and winning the title. And that 18-month-long story made Darby feel so much, so big time. And that win and getting that TNT title was a big, big moment for him. And that all stems from the fact that Cody spent a year and a half making him look awesome. And now he's in cahoots with Sting. And if he didn't have that prior, if he would have just, if they would have just put him in there with Sting, we would have been like, all right, okay, just because they they kind of, they have the same vibe, the same style. No, but now there's some, you know, there's some credibility, obviously, to Darby Allin as champion, having worked with Cody, etc. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson says, non-wrestling question for this week. What's your favorite theme song to a TV show? For me, it's California by the OC. Now, Dwayne. I'm, I may get some heat for this, but I hate that song. Like I never watched, I never watched the OC. Oh, the OC. California. I it bugged that. I hated it so much. I, I didn't watch the OC, but I had friends that watched the OC. And if you were like at their house and they were like California, <laughs> it really oh, it grates on me. I can feel you. So, what's your favorite? <sighs> uh, I mean. It feels like it's a lame answer because I'm, I, I mention it a lot. But dude, I love the theme song for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it's so, it's so good. Where does it go? 
I, well, it's just it's just music, but it's just like do 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 do. It's just it's brilliant. It's like it's my kind of music and stuff. It's also it's not a popular opinion because like just wins in the news for not good stuff at the moment. Um, uh, and but it's the song that instantly jumps my mind. Also, gotta have a lot of love for friends because who doesn't love? So yeah, I friends like the friends song, but it's I don't think it's the best though. I used to, oh, I but... skipped it all the time when you know when you <sighs> skip the intro. I used to skip the friends song all the time. So what's your favorite then? Okay, so mine is actually. Have you ever watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I have not actually known. Okay, so season one, I forget how the song really goes, but it goes like, unbreakable, stay alive, damn it, it's a miracle, something like that, whatever, I freaking love that song, <laughs> it's like just a couple of seconds, but I it, it threw me over a wall, that's how much I liked it, uh, so I like that one, and I love the Sex in the City song, when i was at wrestlemania for uh in new york i swear to god the entire time i was like like i'd be walking and i would tell my fiance i was like look i'm carrying bradshaw and i'd be walking it was my dream come true look like just crossing the every time i cross the street in new york because that's you've seen the intro right to sex in the city yeah Carrie's yeah, walking and like she gets yeah, yeah, yeah. she's walking on the street feeling all fabulous but she gets splashed on and all of this so <laughs> that's what I was trying to replicate I was trying to be Carrie Bradshaw like walking and feeling it so those um, two yeah. are my favorite I think those are pretty good shouts. Um, yeah, I, I I love the the, the friends theme. I also love uh, the theme song for New Girl. I mean, it's only like two seconds because it's basically just "Who's that girl?" It's Jess, and that might just be because I love Zoe Deschanel and I love her singing voice. So and you and love I, her bangs. I, I, and I love her bangs, obviously. But like <laughs> me and my wife, we my wife and I have this thing where like if we really enjoy a theme song for a show, we put our own little dance to it so uh, or like we'll have our little actions that we do like during a song so like buffy we both do sort of air drumming and stuff like that or like or headbanging my wife can't headbang on it because it gives her a headache so she has this face like mm, no we don't want to headbang <laughs> which is very cute but like you know um do you ever watch parks and recreation no I love parks and recreation but like my wife does this little like what she calls a little hip-hop dance to the song she's like dun dun watching tv <laughs> um we also try and like do the uh the theme if a so if a show doesn't have lyrics is to try and get the show name into the lyric into like the beat of the song um we used to do it for house of cards and daredevil uh so like you so like, doesn't have lyrics you make the lyrics for it okay exactly yeah so you try and get it's like parks and rec 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 so yeah it's it's a very silly thing anyway uh lawrence says uh in your opinion is the flea uh the bliss fiend thing working personally i hate it it's bliss doing white's moves a copy of a copy as asuka's biggest fan i recognize that i'm biased but wwe did choose to sacrifice their champion for it uh do you think the wwe thinks this works how would you guess they judge it i know there's no way for you guys to actually know that i'm just curious to know what you think it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier i think it's all based down to those youtube uh viewing figures like and, and you know if those i know some people like whenever we mention the youtube figures go like well that's just the casual audience but that's a good thing right that's what wwe want to get is just it's not just the hardcore fans they want to get the casual audience in so when you okay so obviously you and i we watch on cable we watch raw whatever so when you watch something on raw or smackdown or nxt do you ever go back and re-watch it on youtube 
Only if it's something like because it'd be like times. So for example, like with AEW this week, I didn't see the QT Marshall thing. Like during Lee Johnson's promo, I didn't spot that, and I also didn't spot um, Hangman Page swapping out the uh, the contracts Contract. with the Matt Hardy segment. So I'll go back and I'll rewatch those things because someone will mention me on Twitter, "Did you spot this?" And I'll be like, "No, I didn't." So I go back and rewatch it. But apart from that, no. Once I've watched the show, I'm pretty much done. Right? Okay. Because I've never watched a YouTube video that of something that I already saw on Raw or SmackDown. So it makes me wonder how many of those people didn't watch the show and they're really just watching the clips or how many people watched the show and rewatched the clips. Like it's very, I'm very curious as to how many of those people actually do that. I've never, like I've said, I've never gone back and watched something. I mean, not even the edge thing. No, like even the edge return. I was like, saw it good. I'm good. And then you see everything on Twitter like a zillion yeah. times. So you don't even really have to go on YouTube to watch it. I would I would probably wager that maybe it's both camps because there are there are definitely people like we got we tell sorry, we get people tell us this every single week that I only watch uh, raw via the clips on YouTube. Like they where they come into our stream and they'll be like, I don't watch the full show, I just watch the clips and then I watch your guys' review to get like the full story of what happened on the show. So I think there's definitely those people. I also think there's people who've watched the show but then want to talk about it. So like if they really enjoyed this Bliss Fiend stuff, they want to go onto YouTube and they want to like, you know, join the conversations, they can leave their comments and say like here's my thoughts on this or if they don't like it they want to go onto youtube and be like i don't like this i would i would wager that a lot of people who saw the nia jacks my whole thing from raw this week wanted to go to youtube a to rewatch it but also b so they could put in their joke about uh, about nia jacks my whole so uh, yeah oh, I, i'm sure I think there there's... was plenty of <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah totally, totally i think there was definitely uh there's definitely both sides of that camp um, Marcus Sol Campbell, this might not be a question for you, knowing your taste. Uh, what sci-fi show do you think is underrated? For me, Farscape is extremely underrated. Oh, I would just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll just name the only like sci no, you know what? I have seen a couple of sci-fi shows. So. Yeah. I watched the 100. That would be considered sci-fi. I watched Zombie and the Zombie Girl one. I zombie. zombie, yes, mm -hmm. I zombie. I watched that. I watched um, Lost. Does that count as sci-fi? Uh, I mean, hmm. I think it does count as sci-fi. Yes. There's like time travel and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that counts. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure there's been a couple of other ones. So I don't know if they're underrated though. That <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna say the 100 because that's my only answer. <laughs> I gotta go back to my Netflix queue. It's all in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with Marcus Campbell. Like, I think I think Farscape is a bit underrated. It was kind of like dogged on at the time for, uh, when it came out. Probably rightly so uh, at times like that. It's kind of like Stargate. Like Stargate got dogged on a little bit when it first came out as well. Like there's So one of my favorite TV shows ever is Spaced. And there's a moment on that which me and my friends used to quote a lot. And I can't really say it on this show. Actually, maybe I can say it and I'll just make my edit point so I can uh, do the, I'll, I'll do this, the edit swear. But it's like he's trying to get fired from his job at a comic book shop. And he's like, well, how are you just going to get fired? He goes, oh, I know. Babylon 5 is a big pile of shit. And the, the guy who always goes, get out. He's like, yay, I got fired. So like Babylon 5 is another show that I think a lot of people are just like, yeah, Babylon 5 is not very good. I thought it was all right, to be honest. I didn't mind Babylon 5. I never saw Babylon 5. <laughs> yeah, we're living. Like we watch two totally. It gets weird. Oh, There's man. certain things that I feel like you and I watch and we have in common and then we have like a total different world that like 
you haven't tapped into and I haven't tapped into. There is a show that I'm, I'm following this Twitter account that's reposting clips from it. And I've been actually re retweeting it because I've been enjoying it so much. There was a, a comedy show in like the early, uh, early 2002 in the UK called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And the gimmick of the show was that it's this writer called Garth Marenghi who wrote this TV show called Dark Place in the 1980s. And they made it in the 1980s, but then Channel 4 wouldn't air it because it was too edgy and it was too violent. It was too forward thinking. So they banned it and it only got shown out in Peru. So, but now, like years later, they've unearthed it and Channel 4 have now allowed to show this. So it's a show that was made in the mid, in the early 2000s, but made to look like it was made in the 1980s on a shoestring budget. And it's, it's so funny. It's Why one of my- Why was it banned I, I, though? No, no, it wasn't banned. Like that's the joke of the show is that it's a, oh. it's a fake thing that they banned. Oh, so I it's see, a, okay. So it's a fake show, but it's also now got, there's like a DVD commentary style thing where they're providing like, you know, interviews 20 years later of them being like here's why this show is banned here's why this show was so forward thinking and it's dude it's so so good i'll send you some clips because i'm so curious to know your take on it really? my wife watched it well my wife watched it and was like i don't get it like this is not for me <laughs> but like i but i watched it and i was like oh this is the funniest show i've ever seen so i'm very curious to know what, uh, what you would make of dark place you're okay remember we were talking about wandavision were yeah. we talking about it on the podcast or off air it was on the, yeah, it was on the outro portion of the, the podcast. Okay, the I was like, we yeah, talked yeah. about it somewhere. All right. Mm -hmm. I watched WandaVision this yeah. weekend. I watched the first episode. Uh-huh. I thought it was okay and I didn't watch the next episode. Well, okay, Denise, here is the thing. Dude, uh, okay, right. So I was talking to social media Abby about this, our social media manager. Got you've got to keep you gotta stick with it. And it's only like when does it get good? Well, no, I mean, it gets good from the very get-go because Elizabeth Olsen is so tremendous as is. Yeah, she's good, and, but we got oh, so bored in episode two. Like I, the beginning, I, I was okay, like, oh. Right. Well, here's the thing, Denise. It's, like, it's, to, it's to set you up because episode two then starts having some like, oh, here's a little bit of intrigue about this. But come episode three, that's when things really start to turn. And when you get to episode four, the show really kicks into gear. Like Ollie has made, and I've I've seen both sides of the argument. With this Ollie sold me that he thinks that the episode four should have happened to episode two. Like you really should have moved that forward. But oh, like is me it going to be a show that makes me think like really hard? <laughs> I don't like oh, those no. kinds of shows. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Really <laughs> I like to be just staring at my TV very dumbly. But like my wife and I. But my wife and I, when we were watching episode four, we both looked at each other and was like, oh, I could have actually had this at episode six. I could have really like dragged this out even further. So like, I think that I, I, and I can see both sides of that. So stick with it. Do, do, give it, give it, give it another know. show. Because I'm telling you, so I was watching it. Okay. So, okay. My fiance was trying to get me to watch Saved by the Bell. I can't get into it. I laughed. Oh, the original? There. Yeah. The original. Yeah. I can't get Why into it. Well, I'm, I sure it was funny in the, I'm sure it was funny in the 90s when I was like a, a kid, but I don't think I'd watch it now and be like, this holds up. I don't think it's a show that would hold up. I don't know. Well, he was trying to get me to watch it. So we gave up and I was like, let's watch WandaVision because everybody's talking about it. So we started watching <laughs> WandaVision. And after episode one, I was like, okay, this is good. Oh, let's move on to the next episode. Then episode two started and I was like, oh God, I'm so bored. And he was like, I'm not feeling it. So we got out of that. And then I started oh, watching no. Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> Which actually surprises me as well. I mean, we've gone way off topic here. We'll go. We'll root. We'll root back to wrestling in just a second. But like, I'm really surprised by that because it's you love. I love Lucy. I and know. Love, like, and Frasier, love, like, I'm still watching it. 
and like it's ebbing all of those like 50s and 60s sitcom tropes of it of anyone i thought do you know what disney like i, I thought do you know what denise is gonna love this from like just the very like core concept of it i think disney will enjoy this i'm surprised no. man i gave a couple ha-has okay. but i was like can we change the channel i'm really bored <laughs> Oh man, I go at one. Well, okay, well maybe stick with it, or or don't. It's up to you. RLT Sandwich says uh, Billy Kate is doing a gimmick where she's trying to find a partner. Lacey is clearly on her own with Charlotte Flair, so that leaves Payson Royce without a tag partner. WWE has to accidentally stumble on a reunion of the Iconics, right? There was a nice tease during the Rumble, but if they both need a tag partner, why not each other? No, they're on separate shows, but when's that stopped them before? So I'm gonna say I no. Oh wait, sorry, <gasps> I didn't want to cut you off. I'm gonna no, say no, no, no. You go. because I talked to Peyton Royce and she basically told me like, this is my time to find out who I am on my own. Like, what am I made of? Like, what, what opportunities can I get out of this? And she talked about how things are going really great for Billy Kay. Cause obviously Billy Kay is being showcased so much more than Peyton Royce. And she was talking to me about how she wanted to have that for her. And so I thought, obviously you don't want to always just go your whole life being, you know, part of some part parted with somebody else and then wondering what you could have been on your own. And now she's having that opportunity and she's hoping that obviously things gets better because she was saying how she doesn't feel she's necessarily had, she hasn't necessarily had that it moment to really impress people, really show people who she can be. So I almost feel like it's too soon for the, I like the tease that they did at the Royal Rumble with the Iconics, but I think that it's too soon for them to do like a full on reunion because we're starting to just get Billy Kay, you know, doing more and more of her comedic stuff on SmackDown. And now Peyton Royce, unfortunately, we haven't seen her do much, but I, I hope that eventually she will because I would like to see what she can be as a single star. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, cause I, I think splitting up the Iconics was probably the wrong move from the get-go. Like, I thought a much better story to have done this. If you're going to split the Iconics, is then just have Billy Kay. Like, they kind of, they get around it by, have, by Billy Kay saying, like, oh, no, we're not a team. I'm just her manager. I'm just her business associate or something like that. And it makes sort of a joke about it. So you can keep the act together, but they're no longer a tag team. But I, I think you're right. Like, I would like to see Peyton Royce get that singles push because she has really got something. And it kind of irks me, like, that, WWE seemed to like start to do something with Peyton Royce and then just really like just pull the rug and just stop it. I mean, it, we've seen start stop pushes from WWE for you know, decades at this point, but like you know, she pinned Bailey at, at Survivor Series, and I remember when she pins Bailey at Survivor Series, we had so many people say to us like, "This is the moment. This is now the start." WWE clearly love Peyton Royce and they're giving her this big push. And what she done since Survivor Series, like she's she's not even in this tag team with Lacey Evans, I don't think anymore. So. Like it, yeah. and it, it and it kind of irks me that there's no that just there's no direction for her, and that that, that kind of bugs me because I think there should be. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think that they could do something with her, but it just feels like right now she just hasn't really gotten the opportunity. I don't know if or when, and it's weird because that's who everybody was saying that Vince was really hot on, and everybody thought that Billy Kay was going to be forgotten about. But I think they heard the social media public outroar of people wanting to see Billy, wanting to see Billy. And she just kept whatever things they gave her. She kept knocking it out of the park. So I'm sure they saw that and kept, you know, giving her more. And unfortunately there hasn't been that much support, I think from the social media world to Peyton mm -hmm. to want to see her more. So I feel like once the people actually get to see more of her on her own, I think hopefully there'll be more of that. Yeah. People wanting to see it. 
Uh, Callum says, I don't know if this is more of a question for Denise, but what's your favorite How I Met Your Mother episode? Mine is Blitzgiving. Also, what's your opinion on the finale? I just watched it for the first time, and man, they sure messed that up. Oh, my God. Okay, so I don't think I have a... You never watched How I Met Your Mother, did you? No, which is which is weird, because I love Jason Segel, and I love Alison Hannigan, and I love Doogie Howser. So you'd imagine you that I'd be really watch into watching it. the show. And I love Maria Hill. So you'd think, like, those four stars, I'd probably really enjoy it. But I've never watched it. You're missing out. You're missing out. It's a really good show. I love it. The ending is okay. So the first time I watched it, I hated the ending. I hated it so much. The second time I rewatched the show, I didn't hate it as much. Now, I don't know what my favorite episode is because I think I have more of like favorite moments. And I just like, there's just so many, like there's a part where Robin, where she just goes, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? And then she goes, all right. Yeah. I'm the ass. Oh, the <laughs> the <laughs> all right. Edit point, Luke, edit point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there's just the part where she, where she says that and it kills me every time. There's also a part where Robin is trying to get a job. And I forgot, I think at, uh, for, oh, at that worldwide news station, cause she's a reporter, right? And she ends up getting like the job that she doesn't want. And she kind of can't decide whether or not to get the job. And there's this part where you're listening to her mind and she goes like, oh, you, you know, that job sounds hard. And I'm like really pretty. I'm not going to take that <laughs> job. And it was just that one thing. Oh, it killed me. It killed me. There's, But there's a bunch of like really good moments in that show. So many. Maybe that's what me and my wife will start next because we can like our lunch breaks. We tend to just throw on like, you know, a US sitcom or something like that. Like it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Currently it's New Girl. Maybe once New Girl is finished, we'll, we'll uh, try How I Met Your Mother. Because like, my Do wife it. liked it. So yeah, so maybe that's the next one we'll try. I need to hear your thoughts on everything How I Met Your Mother. I mean, I, to, to be quite blunt on this, it's not going to be for a while because we're only on season four of, of no. New Girl. And there's like eight seasons of but that stuff. But you've seen New Girl already, haven't you? I haven't. I have not. This is my first time oh. seeing it. I was going to say, quit watching New Girl and go watch How I Met Your Mother. I need to know what happens to Schmidt. Um, Moyne says, uh, since Seth Rollins returned to SmackDown this week, um, who do you think are some potential people he could recruit? Even though I prefer Daniel Bryan on his own, I think now is the perfect opportunity to him uh, for him to join Seth because of his current losing streak. Rather than low mid-carders, a star like Daniel Bryan would really solidify Seth's character and they could go on a great run together. Feud against Roman Reigns and Jey Uso would be amazing, even though it's heel versus heel. I think these guys are talented enough to make it work. What are your thoughts? Hmm. I feel like they don't really need each other, though. They're so big on their own. I wouldn't necessarily go with Seth Rollins. I would actually go with Chad Gable. Mm, that's interesting. More like tearing him away from Otis. And... Yeah, or not, maybe not. I don't know if he has to tear him away, but if he's going to be doing something like that, I think it'd be kind of, I don't know. I, he's just the first thing that popped in my head for I, that. I, I mean, I'm going to disagree slightly with kind of like not just Moyne's setup but I'd actually I'd like to see Seth do something different than like still doing the Messiah gimmick but not just recruiting people because I just feel like it's just going to come across as a, a an interpretation of what he'd done previously like I think it's just always going to be compared to oh that was just what like imagine Wait, hold on. so we're getting Seth Rollins recruiting people oh well, I that, well, answered okay. the question wrong so <laughs> <laughs> never mind I actually think we were talking about <laughs> I okay, okay i'm sorry okay, I'm just who did you question. think 
Who did you think we were talking about? I thought he was saying hypothetically getting Daniel Bryan to recruit people to be with him. No, no. That's why no, I said Seth Ted Gable. No, Seth Rollins to recruit Daniel Bryan into his Messiah gimmick. Okay, see, I read, I heard it backwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> no wonder you were like, no, not Chad Gable. And I was like, well, why not? I think him and... <laughs> All right, that was a complete okay. botch on my end. I'm sorry. Oh, Denise. poor listening skills. Yeah, Chad Gable and Seth Rollins, not so much. No wonder, because I was like, wait. And then when you heard, started hearing your answer, I thought, okay, <laughs> I definitely heard the question wrong, and I answered the question wrong. Yeah. So, like, I would like, for example, if you'd have broken up the shield, right, and then like the very next week, uh, or like a couple of months later, like Seth Rollins just comes out with two new guys, and he's like, "It's the Shields." Like, I'd have been like, "Well, no, that's just a, a rubbish version of the Shield." I'd like to, I'd like to see Seth do something different with the Messiah gimmick now that he doesn't have any disciples behind him, rather than just recruit some more disciples. Having said that, if you were going to have some more disciples, him and da him and Daniel Bryan seems like a fun pairing. So I think there could be. I mean, there's certainly something in that. So first of all, I cannot move on from my humiliation. <laughs> I feel very humiliated right now. <laughs> but secondly, uh, I almost don't want to see him as the Messiah again. Ooh, I kind of just have very much. I don't have like an idea as to what he should do, but I'm not really. I think it's because I didn't like everything that they were doing before with him as the Messiah and the disciple and the eye for the eye and all of this Buddy Murphy stuff, all of that. I wasn't necessarily crazy about it. So it kind of soured me on the character as a whole. So either they got to do something really interesting with him coming back as the Messiah or they just got to come up with something totally new. Uh, he also adds, have you guys ever watched Supernatural? If so, do you have any thoughts on it? I have not seen it. Uh, my wife did watch it, and I think she liked the first couple of uh, seasons of it. And then she said, oh, no, it just became the same show every single season. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it was just something different. Like, what's the new end of the world thing? And like, when I watched it, like, I've seen a couple of episodes, and I think my reaction was like, huh, it's a poor man's Buffy. It's just not a as good as poor man's Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> um, which, you know, also is what Angel was. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, good appropriate time of day, Team Danuk. In your opinion, what's the riskiest decision you could take? buying a car on Craigslist with no title. Can you top that? Wait, say, buying what on Craigslist? Uh, buying a car on buying Craigslist what? with no title. A car. Oh. Oh, a car. Is it risky? I would say so. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I get, I don't know if I get the question, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one <laughs> messing up the yeah, questions I mean, I don't today. Know I don't know if Craigslist is Craigslist a big thing in the UK. Like I know it is in the states because I know I've I've seen standard reviews about it, but I know we have it here. But I don't think it's like I don't. A lot of people don't really talk about Craigslist here in the UK. I don't know. I mean, people talk about it here. I used to get like seventy percent of my work on Craigslist before, like pre-COVID. Wow. Oh yeah, I landed some stuff via Craigslist. I mean, it was kind of sketchy, like in the beginning, but I became an expert at reading Craigslist ads. So that's how that happened. But I just feel you got to be really careful with Craigslist. I almost feel like you can go a different route instead of buying a car with no title on Craigslist. Now, this is, a, this is going to be way off topic here, but I do very much adore how you Americans say Craig, which is just Craig. Is it wrong? Like you, what did I say? No, Craig, I mean, Craig? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think Americans say Craig, which is C-R-A-I-G, Craig. You say Craig. G, like like C-R-E-G. Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. Yeah, Craig. I've never known a Craig or a Craig oh. in my life. So Dude. I have no idea. 
the only the first time I noticed it was watching South Park back in the day because one of my friends at school was called Craig, right? And then there's a kid on South Park that's called Craig, but they kept calling him Craig, and I was like, what name? What kind of name is Craig? Like that's not a name. And then it was, and then until I like read some scripts, I was like, oh, it's Craig. Man, Americans say that really bizarrely. Okay, so Craig, Craig. <laughs> All right, so it's supposed to be Craig, but we say Craig. Yeah, like That's it's it's yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be. I'm just coming from a British Craig. side of things where it's like Craigslist. Craigslist. Hey, Craig. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how I would do it in natural life. Look, I've discovered that I say a lot of things wrong, so at this point, I would not be surprised. It, it's it's a countrywide thing. Don't don't worry yourself. Uh, Duncan J says, uh, Luke, you should try and get Denise to say some English town names to see how she gets on. And my question is, with the success of Bad Bunny, what WWE uh, in WWE, what celebrity would you like to see in ring next, male or female? You cannot say Taylor Swift. That's, Damn, that's their instruction. Oh, they put that in there. Yeah, that was there. That was their caveat, not mine. Savage. All right, I would say then. I would like to see Billy. I like Billy. Although I, would, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think she'd ever do it. But she's I think it's too like. Isn't she like too sad to like? Like she's you want someone who's like just bit upbeat and happiness. <laughs> Wait, are we talking like in the ring or performing? Like performing, like she feels like I don't know. I've not really NXT? heard many Billie Eilish songs apart from apart from, NXT apart from used like her song. Oh, sorry, I think you're talking about Billie Eilish. I am talking about Billie Eilish. They used her song. Did they? Yeah, they used uh, "You Just See Me in a Crown." All oh, right, I thought you. I also can think of. Like, but is, it, is that an upbeat song? Is that what you, you would call that an upbeat track? Her songs are like they're they're like I can't describe it. They're like moody and upbeat and cool and. They're brilliant. Like, I, I mean, swear like, to God, she's fantastic. I love Billy. Just because I think he her looks stuff. Like Barry looks like a lot of... <laughs> Okay, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> what were you trying to say? I'm just cutting just... you off. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, because like I don't know many sort of like current day celebrities because I'm, I'm massively out of touch. All I can think of is like, who do I like to see? Well, do you know what? I love Rob Zombie. And Rob Zombie sounds like a wrestler anyway, so I'm is gonna Rob say Rob Zombie. Zombie even still like. Dude, oh, don't you dare! Don't you I don't know what he's doing. Bad. Don't you I was gonna say that about Rob Zombie. I just don't know what he's up to these days. I think Rob Zombie's got an album coming out this year. Oh, okay, there you go. You know, I went to his uh, horror maze a couple of years <sighs> back. This is oh, the scariest so thing I'd ever jealous. done. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so jealous of that. He had me so crawl jealous. in the maze. Oh man. Terrifying. I've seen Rob Zombie live uh, quite a few times, and it's one of my favorite live shows to go to because I, I love Rob Zombie. Dude is so, so great. Hellbilly Deluxe is a fan. Like, that's a flawless album. From start to end, it's so banger Luke, after you banger. Only listen to rock music, like rock, that, whatever, like I, that all you um, listen to. I, I wouldn't say like exclusively it is that is my genre of music like I grew up listening to a lot of metal so I was a massive like in my teenage years I was massively into corn deftones um uh, who else was I massively into slipknot rob zombie white zombie so like a slayer so like that's kind of like that's my music I tend to gravitate towards but I'm also like on the moment my current playlist I've got on Spotify is I've created a, a an album called 90s classics which is <laughs> Uh, basically like indie tracks from the 90s like my sort of favorite like alternative 90s uh hits and stuff so that's kind of that's uh, but almost that that's really what i'm gravitating towards at the moment so these these sort of 90s songs that i really really like 
I need to make you a Denise playlist where I'm going to put like the songs that made me me and I'm going to see, I want to see how you feel about them. Like oh, how would you I, yeah. feel listening to Hillary Duff? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, how I'm, you feel I'll, I'll give it a go. To Avril Lavigne and somebody like that. Okay. So Avril Lavigne, when Complicated came out, um, which is, I thought was a really, really great song. Uh, and my brother off the back of that bought the album and then was like, he listened to it and he came into my room and was like, oh no, she's a teeny bopper. I didn't realize she was a teeny bopper. <laughs> Look, teeny bopper is my specialty, man. Like that's my specialty. And I was like, oh no, is she really? I thought she was going to be someone cool. And then no, he was like, no, no, she's a teeny bopper. I've just gotten the album. It's quite bad. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I have no words. Avril Lavigne is a genius. All right. When it comes to like, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. All right. But I'm going to make you a playlist of songs that I think would brighten up your life. And let's see okay. how you feel about it. I'm going to make I'm, the Denise Salcedo, Luke Owen playlist. I like this. And I will send you across my 90s classics. Uh, anyway, although I do play, on... do listen to like, like 90s rock alternative music. Like I like like, Third Eye, I like Third Eye Blind. I like The Offspring. I like like those types of bands. The Cure. Well, these are very. These are a more British. These are a lot of British acts uh, in here. So uh, maybe maybe I can send you across this and see. If, I mean, obviously, there's a couple of like American like Cheryl Crow's on the playlist because you're not gonna have a playlist without some Cheryl Crow in it. Come you know on, one now. Cheryl Crow song. If it makes you happy, oh. then why the hell are you so sad? Dude, Cheryl Crow is my jam. Um, yeah, we're so opposite. I'm gonna send you some metal as well. Get you All right, I'm gonna make you a playlist on Spotify. That's gonna be my next task. That's my next task. If I get a free hour today, I'm gonna make you a track. I'm gonna make you a track list on Spotify. I'm gonna get some All right, wait, what's, can we pick there. a number? Like, yeah. what's the number? Like, how many uh, tracks? Let's, let's say 15 tracks. 15 that's an album tracks. length. That's an album length. So you're making. So we're gonna Denise. We're making each other mixtapes. Oh, we are. Okay. And then like, we have to figure out how we're going to, then we'll come out here and we'll talk about it on the podcast or something. Yeah. Um, we'll do an instant culture. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. And then here's the thing though, is that I have a mood for you. I'm going to set the mood. It's going to be like oh. happy. You're going to feel so happy afterwards. Okay. Right. That's, I like this a mood. All right, cool. Well, we've got a couple more questions we need to, we need to do here. Uh, Max McKenzie says, do you prefer the term cruiserweight or junior heavyweight? I always thought cruiserweight sounded sleek and fast while junior heavyweight sounds like a little brother division. <laughs> little brother division. <laughs> I don't mind it. Honestly, I could, I could do either, but I like the little brother division. <laughs> I like little brother division. <laughs> just call it the little brother division. Personally for me, I like junior heavyweights. Uh, I because it's you know it kind of still sounds like you're in that heavyweight division. Uh, cruiserweight sounds like it's quite cool and squeezy. I prefer cruiserweight to light heavyweight because that just sounds dumb. Like, it's just. I got it. My new YouTube <laughs> idea. Uh, the it's right the, here. Hold on, hold on, hold it's on. Luke and Denise react to each other's mean, music playlist. Oh, I was going to say, dude, I cannot read your handwriting. <laughs> it's terrible, Damn. huh? I mean, dude, it's. I thought mine was bad. Holy, look at it. Look at the state of that. Like if I was to read this, okay. it says Luke and Denise react to each other's music playlist. No, this is my not. next YouTube no, video. No, no, it doesn't. It says Lou, or Lahu, and Denny neat, neat to touch of tear otters. <laughs> <laughs> my writing is not that bad 
Oh man, I mean, we'll, we'll let the comments decide, but I think it is. Well, you know what? This is the next video. So I already have the title. This is how I come up with ideas. I come up with the title first it. and I could shape the video afterwards. Yeah, I like it. I'm so um, excited. <laughs> Um, Misha, uh, thank you very much. He, he mentioned about the Jaffa cakes thing, and we had a lot of tweets about this as well. People saying like, it is definitely it's a bit of the VAT thing and this down and the other. But as I kept saying to Adam Pearson when he was sending me the same messages, yeah, but is it a biscuit or is it a cake? Because some people have different things. Some people say it, they go soft when they go stale. Therefore, you know, it's I, I don't the VAT thing is the least interesting thing about the war on if a Jaffa cake is a biscuit or a cake. It's a cake. <gasps> there you go. We have the, and I didn't mention definitely... that in the video, so that's why I'm mentioning it here. It's a cake. <laughs> no and okay, ifs right. or buts. Uh, Wesley65 uh, says, uh, good insert appropriate time zone identifier here. Team Danuk, a very important question here for both of you, but mostly Denise. With the upcoming Wrestle Jamia and the championship being up for grabs, not on uh, night one, but also two nights, I think there needs to be an important question asked. When is Denise going to get her championship opportunity? Surely WrestleTalk can see that she is best for business to have the hardest working person in sports infotainment to be a contender, if not the champion. With the title finally being freed from Mr. Davis' ironclad, excuse me, ironclad grip, perhaps it's time for more fresh blood to take their rightful place as champion. Or at the very least, we need more jam pay-per-views because the Royal Rumble was some of the most fun I've had in quite a while. I really yes. enjoyed the Rumble as well. Yes answers to all of that yes i want to be i want to be the champion i was am i saying that right yeah yeah the jam that champion, champion. jam that champion champion yeah, yeah. it's the I most prestigious yes belt in all of wrestling youtube i need the championship <laughs> well, well we i mean i would like you to to contend for it as well you were going to be in the royal rumble but unfortunately timelines just did not line up so you oh, could yeah. be a rumble entrance <laughs> You said that timelines did not line up, Denise Salcedo. You said no to us. <laughs> I was trying to be polite here. I was you trying to tell pay the people, people. You don't lie to the people. Denise, I asked Denise Salcedo, and Denise Salcedo said no. I had my reasons. <laughs> I was trying to gay favor to be like, yeah, we, I mean, Denise was going to be in the rumble, but actually the truth is I DM'd her and she was like, no, don't really fancy that. No, I, honestly though, like for me, it's hard to do. Like I did one pre-show watch along on for Matt men, but I did the pre-show match. I specifically said, I'm going to do the tag team match because I really want to pay attention to the important matches. When I do watch along, yeah. I get completely distracted. So that's why I like, that's why I said, that's why I said no. And I told you, like, I got to take my notes. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to tweet, blah, 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 et cetera. So I didn't lie, but I did say no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Terrible. Yeah, I don't feel terrible. It's fine. Um, that's why I said, like, I I don't take notes while I'm watching the show. I just rely on Ollie's notes the day after. I just read through his notes again, and I just like I've, I've got a note taker. I I've my own personal note taker. His name is Ollie Davis. Um, and thank you also, <laughs> thank you to Jack Strang who suggested in um, based on last week where you saying um, Herefordshire when trying to say Hereford um, and uh, Quavers about like some Scottish slang uh, for you to learn. So. Um, I is yes. Just going, I says yes. I. Yeah. I, 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 I watch pirate movies. I. <laughs> uh, jobby is poop. Jobby is poop? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so now it's like when you say, oh, he's jobbing, it kind of <laughs> sounds like he's pooping. 
<laughs> it's a jobby, right? With like jo- a jobby, yeah. Jobby. Ending with a Y. With a Y. Yeah. With so a y. Like, oh, yeah, it's a bit jobby that. So how would I say I have to go poop in jobby? <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna go take a jobby. I have to go take a jobby. Yeah. I don't know how to use it in a sentence. All right, I'm gonna start <laughs> doing it. Jobby poop. <laughs> I'm gonna remember this. I'm just gonna tell my fiance, like, I need a jobby. <laughs> He's gonna be like, what? Another good one is um is an Eartha kit. It's one of my favorites. I'm just gonna go Earth take an Eartha kit. Uh, no, and like you know the the TV star Eartha kit. No. Oh, she was in Batman sixty six. She was one of um uh, the Catman. But yeah, I'm just gonna go take an Eartha kit. No. Anyway, it's, it sounds like a different word. Alex Kirkman says, "Did you know that former Rest Talk TV host Ben Spindler has a podcast out there called Random Wrestling Review Podcast, where they review random wrestling pay per views? It's extremely good. You should have a listen and get the guy on Quizzle Mania. That is a good shout out. I haven't spoken to Ben in quite some time, so thank you for that because I did not know he had a podcast out." Uh, Philip O'Reilly says, "Just want to wish Happy Valentine's Day to the cool Luke Owen and the BEA useful Denise. What are your plans for your partners on Valentine's Day? And no, watching NXT Vengeance doesn't count. I mean, I'll, I'll spoil it, uh, Philip." I would never be watching a, a wrestling pay-per-view on Valentine's Day because my wife does not like watching them because she, my wife kind of wants, to, like, I feel like she wants to kind of get into wrestling and, and enjoy it, but she cannot stand the way that wrestling is produced. Like she works in TV, right? And like she watched, we, I showed her the, uh, the Ronda Rousey debut uh, a couple of years ago. Cause I was like, Oh, look at this. It was like Ronda Rousey debuted. And she was like, I cannot watch WWE's production. It's so awful. It's just really poorly put together. And that, that turns her off from the product. She cannot watch it. I have a lot of questions. So your wife doesn't watch any wrestling or just not nope. WWE? She doesn't watch any wrestling at all. It's not for her. So wait, hold on. When you're watching the Royal Rumble or some big pay-per-view like that, she doesn't watch it? No, she's asleep. She's like, It's also 1 a.m. So she's in oh, bed. Oh, that's true. <gasps> yeah. But even even so, like if there's a show on and you know it's on a time when she's awake, she won't be watching it with me. She will just go into and do something else. Okay, does she, do you, does she follow like the stories, like the news? Does she know like of the people? Like, do you talk about the news, like what's going so, on in the wrestling world? She, because she is, I mean, the best person on the planet, and she is my best friend, and she is like the uh, the absolute salty death and one of the best people to ever have lived. She used to listen to the Rest Talk podcast because she was supporting me, and she liked listening to me and Ollie chat about stuff because like you know we're we're all friends. So she's like she would listen to the podcast, and through the podcast she would pick up on things, and so she would know wrestle names, and she would know storylines. But since she's not commuting anymore, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she has no idea what's going on anymore. Oh my god, that's insane! I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it because it's kind of like it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's your whole life, but it's a big chunk of your it's life, right? Job. It's yeah, your it's job, job too. Yeah. So that's it's, that's crazy. So what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? We haven't really got much planned. Like we were gonna do one of those makeaway things where like your restaurant sends you um, like a box meal thing and you just cook it at home so you can have a restaurant quality meal, uh, restaurant quality picture in picture, but at your home. Um, but the one that we wanted to do, which was this taco place, um, I don't have any slots available for this weekend. So we're doing that next weekend. So it just means that we might cook ourselves a little meal. We'll watch a film. We're just gonna take it a little bit easy uh, this year. We haven't actually got any major plans. That's really nice. I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. What are you doing? I feel like terrible saying my plans now. <laughs> Why, what my are you doing? plans is that I'm going to watch NXT Vengeance Day. <laughs> I'm going to take notes on the show. And then I'm going to go live immediately on YouTube. <laughs> that's literally my plans. My fiance will be there. Well, there you go. At least you're doing something together. So that's yeah. nice. 
So yeah, at least that. I, I hate to have like the total polar non-romantic answer. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, Jericho said, I've been thinking about this for the past week and why uh, I watch wrestling, specifically WWE, uh, Raw and SmackDown. If reviewing, talking about WWE was not a part of your job, would you still watch Raw and or SmackDown and why or why not? So I'll be honest, when I was in college, that was when I stopped watching a lot of wrestling, but I was watching all the pay-per-views and keeping up with the note with keep, keeping up with the news. So there was a patch where I didn't watch raw. I would skip it and I would just be like, all right, what happened? Who's what's, what's the big moments, whatever, what's going on in the news. I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. And I did that probably for like a year or maybe a year, a year and a half when I was in college, just, I started focusing on other things. So I don't know now because I came back. So it's almost like Mm. what I come back if, if like, let's say I wasn't doing this job. And I left. Would I go and come and go? I always, I feel like I'd come and go. Yeah. So, I mean, I've said this before on on podcasts, but if this was not my job, I don't think I would be watching. I certainly wouldn't be watching Raw on a weekly basis. I don't think I'd be watching SmackDown either because it's on a sat, it's on a Friday, which means I'd have to watch it on a Saturday. I probably would watch AEW though, because and NXT because I do like those, and I would watch that. And because I've got easy access to them, they're on the network, and I can watch AEW through uh, ITV, so I can easily get hold of those. Even, um, but I like you, I would watch the pay-per-views and I would watch uh, and I would keep up with the news. It's an accessibility thing for me. I don't have Sky um, and I don't have BT Sports. So I've never had the ability to watch Raw on a weekly basis. I've never had the ability to watch SmackDown on a weekly basis because I'm not paying, I'm not giving any money to Sky. I'm also not getting at BT Sport for one thing. So I wouldn't watch it only because I've got no way of watching it. So, I mean, I could go through other means, but I don't think I would have the inclination to do so, nor the time. So I would probably just watch, I'd probably just watch the pay-per-views on the network and I would keep up with the news and then, and that would be it. So like, I'm not proud of this, but I don't anymore because I found out a new way, but I was watching SmackDown on BC Sport. <laughs> what through, you now? Yeah, through certain other means. <laughs> So when you said it, I was like, oh, that's how I've been watching SmackDown like the last couple of months on BT Sports. <laughs> I, I watched on BT Sport and then like on Sony One. <laughs> so like that one of them was like, yeah, it was like two totally. I would get like I, I for a long time. I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching until like the commercials because they're so different from ours. I was like, cricket. I was like, who the hell cares about cricket? <laughs> but those are the commercials that they were giving me. Denise, and like what was, I loved League about that. Too, I would get the commercials for Premier League and I was like, Premier League? That's when I realized I was watching streams from like God knows where. One of my favorite things there is that you, unbeknownst to yourself, accidentally dropped in a line from the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Which is? Which is oh, it's, so it's a, the first showdown between Raphael and Casey Jones because uh, Casey Jones has like lots of weapons. He brings out a cricket bat and Raphael goes, cricket? You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. And like you then just kind of like, cricket? Who the hell cares about cricket? I was like, oh my God, she's Raphael. <laughs> Doesn't Raphael love pizza? Oh, well, pizza? I mean, they all love pizza. Yeah, they, they all, all love pizza. pizza. But Raphael like my client- was the red headband, oh. right? He's the redhead band, yeah, but he's also the surly one. Raphael's the surly, like he he's the the bad boy of the group. Like, you know, Leonardo leads. He's the he's the uh, blue, blue-eyed baby face. 
Michelangelo's the party dude because, and he's the one who really loves pizza. Donatello's the smart one; he does the machines. But Raphael's cool but rude. He's the yeah, he's the bad boy of the group. Oh yeah, I'm not Raphael. <laughs> oh no, we're all Michelangelo. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, no wait, Michelangelo's the party, the party dude, right? Okay, he's yeah, the that's the one. one yeah. I'm most like, yeah. I'm so excited to make you a Spotify playlist because in my head, I'm thinking, right, do I want to make like a a 90s, not Britpop, but like alternative 90s indie tracks, like from, from excuse me, from Great Britain, like the beautiful South or like, um, who else could I put on there? I've actually got like my Spotify playlist up at the moment. Do I have some of the cardigans on there, the Divine Comedy uh, some garbage lightning seed the manic street oh i do love garbage by the way so i know awesome. garbage like their first it's album the, the pink one the one with the pink awesome. cover i know dude, all the tracks badass. on there dude that is a badass album that is a great great album yeah like mccormick and peanut like that's some, porter's head oh man some porter's head on there did you know prodigy no i don't know prodigy oh, porter's head it. and a few other people you mentioned no idea rem i mean you probably know rem reef um i'm very nervous i'm very excited and now i'm thinking what does luke not know of yeah spin doctors terrorvision um, (laughs) so yeah i think there's some i think there's some good tracks i could put on it so i could either do that or i could put together like the tracks of that i love from like my youth so like my new metal and my metal tracks like give you some i've never listened to any metal which is why I think I should probably do that. Like, give you some Slayer, some White Zombie, uh, some Deftones, some Corn, some Slipknot. Like, go in there and go like real, like Fear Factory. Yeah, really, like get in there. I need to give this some real thoughts. I know, I know, and I'm I'm debating too because I want you to feel this amount of energy and happiness exploding out of you. That is what I wanted. That's the that's the mood I want to give your playlist. But then mm-hmm. I'm also thinking I could also make you really sad and I could put <laughs> some very, very sad, heartbreaking songs on there. But I think I'm going to go for the happy mood because I'm already like songs are already popping up in my head and I'm like trying to like remember them so that I don't forget when I do this playlist. This is why I think you and my wife have gone so well because my wife hates a lot of my music because she said like it doesn't make me feel anything like i i have to sort of like no emotional attachment to it like the music she like she says well a lot of sad songs and she's like yeah because it makes me feel something like i want i want a song to make me feel sad i want a song to make me feel like love and sexy and, and things like that and like and a lot of your music is just like i don't know just talking about death and that's not fun so, like, <laughs> that's definitely not fun sad songs are way better like but not not like death or like screaming type of songs oh, oh in which case then that's oh no i actually like songs where i understand what the singer is saying where i can hear both singer enunciate the words <laughs> Maybe I'll do you two playlists uh, because I'm part of, because here's the thing. Like, I want to share some of these nights songs with you because I think you'll genuinely love them. But there's also the part of me that thinks like, mm, yeah, but the good reactionary thing would be to give her lots of screaming metal tracks. Yeah, I think so probably too. Probably not going to like, yeah. Do what you, you have full creative freedom. You do you. Yeah. You do you. Oh, I, I tell you what, I know like my wife's not up yet. She, she's currently asleep at the moment. But when she gets up and I tell her this project, she is going to be so excited. And she is going to have 
a lot of thoughts. And she's okay, so how are we going to do this? So you're going to send me the playlist. I'm going to send you the playlist. We're going to listen mm-hmm. to it on our own time and then come back and tell each other, like, Ooh, how are we going to do this? Or I, I think we need to listen to it in real time, right? Like, I think we need to, but, like, get the jump on a chord together. Oh, but then you got, like, the copyright. The copyright. Like, yeah, yeah, it won't work like that. So I'm yeah. almost thinking that you should maybe, like, what we can do is we can make the video and tell people what's on the playlist and then tell us like how you felt about it what songs you liked what songs you did it and go through like all of them one by one like i hated it i loved it i hated it but like information or whatever you know yeah i think that we can we should probably film ourselves like we're, we're just having a production meeting now on yeah, a we're having a production <laughs> meeting. no but i'm saying no you can also film maybe we can film you like yeah. Film, like, what I'm saying. Film, film ourselves listening to it yes. and like reacting along to it in real time and then i can send you those rushes and then we can just jump on a call like this and we can talk about the tracks and i can give you like what i thought was my favorite ones ones i didn't like what i made what they made me feel and this and we can have a conversation i think that'd be really cool that'd be really cool and i can incorporate okay yeah and then i'll edit it like really nice this is a production meeting so everybody's just listening to the production <laughs> meeting now yeah okay when you shoot your part though make sure you can't hear the music though for the copyright purposes <laughs> Oh man, I've got Raycons. These Raycons aren't bleeding out any audio. Um, but yeah, anyway, so production oh meeting so over. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna work on it tomorrow and I'll I'll have it to you. I'll DM you and we'll figure it, then we'll schedule things out. We'll we'll get it we'll working. Work yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, okay, so um what aside from Vengeance Day, um which do you what do you think of the name Vengeance Day? I like it. I don't care, but it, it's it's what it. I like it because I remember when I was first starting to be a fan. One of my favorite, believe it or not, I really enjoyed Vengeance. I had some good memories from Vengeance. So I think that because I had those good memories, it kind of carried on. So when they did the name Vengeance Day, I mean, I really thought they could have done something maybe a lot cooler. But Vengeance Day is perfectly fine. But yeah, it doesn't really feel like Valentine'sy. Well, that's the thing is like it's clunky because it, they're trying to ebb Valentine's Day, but they've called it Vengeance Day. The problem is that Vengeance and Valentine's outside of starting with the same letter don't sound like each other. So it's 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 like a, it's clever in a way, but it's also incredibly clunky and doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, I guess just because I know it's Valentine's Day doesn't really like irk me. I don't know if they didn't want to like brand it super Valentine's Day either because then, you know, they're all another black and gold and heavy metal music and all of that, you know. Oh, you and Triple H would so get along. I can tell you guys listen to the exact same music. I, I don't know if we would because he really likes Motorhead, which is a band that I'm not massively keen on. Like my so my brother-in-law loves Motorhead. Like they're his favorite band. He's got tattoos of Motorhead and things like that. Like he absolutely loves them. But I've never really got on with Motorheads. And we've had like the like on my uh, my stag do, we had like a like not a full-blown argument, but we had a very drunken like shouting discussion about <laughs> why I should like Motorheads and me just shouting back at him why I don't like Motorheads. I like the wrestling songs that I've heard them sing, that I've heard them sing, because they do, evolution is a mystery. They did do that one, and Triple H's King of Kings. Yeah, and, and I love I all like, of those. I, my One of my favorite wrestling things ever is, and we reviewed this on Patreon, the WrestleMania X7, when they, he do, they, do, um, they do Triple H's theme, and Lemmy clearly doesn't know the words to his own song. So he's just going to... Oh, no. Oh, it's yeah. He has absolutely not a blues clue what the lyrics to that song are. So he just basically just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. I never noticed that. 
Oh yeah, now go back and watch it. Like if you listen to the song, like Triple H's entrance theme, right? And then uh-huh. you listen to Motorhead's version of it, they he does not know what the words of it are. So he just keeps it. He just says it just says like certain phrases from the song, but not like in the exact right. You don't think he just oh. kind of redid it? No, no, he just no, geez, no come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't <laughs> imagine someone forgetting their own song. <laughs> Who um, does so yeah, that? But- but outside of watching Vengeance Day, have you got anything else planned for the weekend? No, absolutely no. nothing this week. I'm just going to be at home. Saturday, I'm going to be working on videos. It's really sad. And then oh, just working oh. on work and then Sunday work again. So nothing major. Oh, but yeah, like I was talking to Wally about this the other day because uh, there was something that my wife said to me that like the weekends now just feel like a really long lunch break because like our lunch breaks is, you know, we just like me and Kate get to hang out together. And, you know, we'll eat and we watch stuff together. And now because we can't go anywhere, that's just what we're doing on weekends now. So it's like, I'm kind of of done with all of it now. I get to hang out with that. So that's kind of the best thing. But at the same time, we're not doing anything. And I want to be able to do, I I want, do I want to do, I want to do stuff around the house. I want to put up some pictures. I want to like go out to a, I want to go to a Dunelm and I want to buy stuff to put in the house. But I, I want to, I want to consume. I want to go and spend money i want to do so much i'm I'm the capitalist dream i just want to like okay like the the fat pigs that are set up so being like give me all your money i'm like i want to give you my money i want to buy stuff for the house you know what's crazy though is that this covid thing has kind of made you more appreciative of like little things that you might not have cared about before like i would find myself taking pictures of things that i'm like oh this is so pretty and (laughs) Two years ago, I'd have been like, "Ugh, that's nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, "Oh, it's so nice." And I, I yeah. find myself liking the little things now. Yeah, no, we we've had that because it's been snowing a hell of a lot here over the last like week or so. Like it snowed pretty much every day, and wow. like, my back garden, my back garden is still like covered in snow, and like outside oh. my house is like covered in snow as well. Um, in fact, actually, I might be able to show you some of the snow. I was say, I've never had snow in my house ever, ever, ever. <sighs> For the audio listeners, <laughs> Luke is now taking down a frame from his window, Sorry, and I can see a brown building. I can't yeah, see the snow on. though. Is the all I, the white? Light. Into it. I'm getting to it. Sorry, it's got, I've, got, I've got to disconnect some stuff, so I need to lift my laptop up. But I, I need to disconnect the drive in order to be able to do that. Oh, hold on. Audition is using that. Now it's not. Oh, come on. Close. Great. Now I want to go to London. Close audition. I'm not in London anymore. I'm in Kent now. But yeah, it's still. Oh. I, don't know, I think it's still snowing in London as well. Where are you in oh, Kent? In Kent, yes. Kent. Countryside. Does that count as London? Oh no, I lost Luke. Nope, there you are. I can't hear you. Nope, I can't hear you. Probably now on a different. There you go. Time. There you go. I can hear you now. Yeah, I've, I've actually been a much better speaker. It's because I've disconnected my microphone. Oh, okay. Got it. What? You have snow in your yard and your roof? What the yeah, hell? That's on, my, that's on my garage roof. Wow, the that snow, looks real nice. The snow as far as the eye can see. That is really nice. I've never, ever once opened my window and seen that in my entire life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm shocked. 
I've got a lot of snow here it's at the moment. There. The snow's just there, chilling. Oh, dude, I had the fright of my life re uh, recently because I was sat here just doing my work. And all of a sudden I just heard this like rumbling and it was like a proper like, and I was like, what the hell is that? It was snow falling off my roof, like just coming loose. And like all of a sudden this huge amount of snow just fell off by, by my window. It just is fell down onto the floor. Very dangerous um, because we've had so much snow here. Yeah, like I was just scared the life out of me because I didn't know what it was at first. And it was just, yeah, it was just loads of snow falling off the roof. That looks really nice. So you should go out and do some snow angels, go build a snowman. We have talked about that. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to take on a bit of a tour. I'm going to show you outside the front of the house because I think that's much prettier. Hold on. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm getting a tour here. I'm traveling. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> okay. All right. I really like this. There would be absolutely nothing to show at, my, at like outside. It's just boring sky and boring ground. So, oh, wow. See, that's really nice. You just nice, got right? everywhere. What the heck? <laughs> Your windows are really nice too. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you guys. I was gonna say you guys didn't put curtains. I like it like that. You oh yeah, we. That's because it's because we've only just moved in and we haven't got a place. Oh, okay. we, haven't, we haven't bought some curtains yet. Also, you still have the trolleys. Oh my god! How are like I would have like been done with the whole bag already. <laughs> I bought some actually a box of trolleys that I was. I gonna saw. I ate I was short on trolley bags for the for the gift bags for the kids for Valentine's because I was eating them. So by the time <laughs> I started doing the bags, not everybody got trolleys because I was eating them. <laughs> right, anyway, well that was a very, very visual end to this podcast. Uh, this is an audio format podcast. Maybe I'll put I'll put up the video version of this on, on Twitter or something. Um, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, have a great weekend, Denise. Thank you so much you for doing too. the podcast with me again. Uh, and yeah, uh, Andy and Pete will be doing the podcast tomorrow with the SmackDown review. And then Ollie and I will be back for the Raw review on Tuesday. But until then, take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.